Well, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Becoming Better podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Krismer, and we're so glad that you're here. Well, hey, and happy New Year's. Uh, Glad that you are kicking off 2024 by joining us for the podcast. And we know that it's likely, as a result of yesterday's message, that there are some of you that are probably listening for the very first time. So I want to say a quick welcome to those of you who are joining us and a a little bit newer to what we do on this podcast. Uh, The Becoming Better podcast, essentially, is designed to be a follow-up to Sunday's message. So it allows you an opportunity to submit any questions or comments that you have so that we, Jason, Josh, and I can answer them and give real uh, application to them. This uh, helps us bring more context around some of the themes and texts of our messages, as well as dive way deeper into how we actually change as a result of the knowledge that we are learning, right? We don't want to be people who just uh, digest content for the sake of being smarter. We actually want it to change the way that we live our lives in the day to day. So on that note, if you do have ever any questions or comments from Sunday's message, we hope you join us at quadcity.church slash podcast, where you could submit your question to be answered right here on the show. Additionally, if you've not yet listened to the message from Sunday, we hope you go back and do so before continuing on in this episode, as it's going to help this uh, conversation make much more sense to you. And finally, as a part of today's conversation, Jason, Josh, and I sit down and we discuss 2023 and some of the incredible things that God did in and through our church. And then we look forward to 2024 and our prayers and hopes for this new year. We're so glad you joined us. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Monday. Snow on the ground. A little, a little colder. Yeah. It's definitely, I always have to remind myself, it's like five degrees colder here at 501 South Senator and where I live in Pinion Oaks. It is. Yeah. So yesterday morning was funny uh, for those of you who joined us on Sunday. Um, I got to the Prescott campus uh, maybe right around six, maybe a little after six. And when I left my house, it was 39 degrees. Uh, and then, uh, by the time I got to the church, it was below freezing. It was like significant swing in, in temperature and it hadn't yet started snowing. And then I walk out after our rehearsal and there's like a half inch of snow on the ground. And we're like, oh, well, that's not great. So quite the morning, great timing yesterday as far as the snowfall goes. It was perfect timing for people not to come to church. That that's is what, true. Yeah, there was though a handful of people, more than yeah. a handful, there yeah. was a good amount of people who Risk it. I'm gonna be honest. I told Jason, if not working, I may have just been online in my PJs. I don't sure. think there's a maybe. In there. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm just not a snow <laughs> guy. So look, I, <laughs> excuse me. I pull in the parking lot, and we park up in the top lot typically. So I'm I kind of have to slow down because there's a car behind me, and I'm trying to like just be careful. And like you said, I got here about six thirty. Yeah. And the parking lot, it was it was weird. So when I pulled down, I was like, man, there are no tracks, which makes sense. Cause all of you were here before just tracks existed. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, so I had no line to follow. Mind you, I have a 
full-size pickup truck, but it's two-wheel drive. So those who drive trucks, you know, very light in the rear. So I start to go up the up into the top parking lot, and I'm like, start sliding. I'm like, nope, truck's not going to make it. So I have to back out, and I pull around, and I'm going to park over kind of by the cafe. And I go to turn by the trash cans, and back in kind of slides a little bit. I was like, I'm going to hit this rail. And I was like, I'm just trying to park my car and get up there. Like, what are we doing? And I was like, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten out for that. Like, yeah. just honest. Like, what? I'm here 51 other weeks of the year, though. Like I'm, I'm in. Like I, I'm here. But I would have maybe worshipped online yesterday. I think we need to give a big <laughs> shout out to all of our crew yeah. who just shoveled and shoveled yeah, and shoveled yesterday. Sure. They, we cleaned the sidewalks, and as you said, ten minutes later, the it was covered, covered again. And so that was all morning for about two hours. Yeah, it was a lot of shoveling. Porter and Gideon were out there shoveling and throwing salt, and yeah. it was a good time. It so ate. thanks for all of our volunteers. Yeah, They're great. It was. Uh, it um, I mean, we plowed the plowed the driveway and all that stuff, and it still yeah. was just slick. Yeah, I mean, it all over town was just. So I had to drive. So we had a funny PV story for our PV friends who are listening. You may have noticed you didn't have your um, flags on the way into uh, the Prescott campus like you typically do, the big Quad City ones. But you did have the couple of the big signage uh, right out on Glassford Hill. Because I got a call around like 7.45 from Ken, who was driving the trailer yesterday, saying, hey, the uh, lock is frozen. The lock on the trailer is just frozen shut. It's keypad lock that opens up. It's like a hide-the-key box thing. And uh, we can't get it open. So I was like, okay, I'll run out there and grab some boiling water from home because I live near there. And uh, so it was a whole thing to get the the key out of the lockbox so that we could open the trailer, throw some of the signs in the back of his truck because 89A was a mess at that time. So I was like, hey, dude, don't, don't try to drive the trailer on 89A. So it was a whole thing yesterday. And makes us even more grateful that we get to keep a lot of our stuff in the uh-huh. school because that would have been uh, quite the time. Yeah, I told him, you know, when I first got here a couple of years ago, I was like, hey, man, when Richmond, like all of the pastors, we kept a butane torch in our trucks, not in the trailer, because we ran into that. We got lucky and a hammer had broke the ice on it once. It yeah. was like, because, you know, Kentucky's never snow. It's always freezing rain, right? And so it's real thick ice yeah. that just destroys tree limbs and power all the time. So we just kept the butane thing. And like my last Sunday, I was like, all right, who wants it? Who's taking it? I'm not taking it. Going to, you know. Yeah. But I'll, I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, I told them to so, put one in their car. And I think. Light that thing on fire. Well, that was my first thought. And he was like, no, the buttons are plastic. And I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Oh, no. So yeah. I think we need to get one of the metal button ones yeah, that yeah. opens up the. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had the. Because ours <laughs> was just one lock, key lock. So you oh. just couldn't usually get the key in there because it had been frozen. So yeah. we. Yeah. <laughs> just out there. We only had to do it a couple of times. But, man, that freezing rain yeah. is terrible. When I was home in Kentucky, Ohio, uh, that's what it was. It was raining. It didn't freeze because it wasn't nearly cold Over enough. Christmas. Over Christmas. Yeah. So, of course, it was rainy. And I did yeah. not see the sun for seven days. Like, we landed in Phoenix, and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we got a couple of morning suns Ugh. in Michigan. Like, it would usually get overcast by the afternoon, but in the morning, you'd wake up and the sun would be out, which really Just nice. didn't see it. I was like... Not typical. Yep. I was like, yeah, this is why <laughs> I have chosen to live where it is very sunny. Thank you, Lord. That's funny. <laughs> uh, about Christmas. Yeah. So, funny saying, uh, Jason, um, I was telling him, so Jason had a line that he said 
as slow as Christmas. So this was in the Christmas sermon. The Christmas sermon. So many of you are here. Um, like you said, a lot of you are here at 11 o'clock, uh, Christmas Eve day. So when we heard it for rehearsal, like I had read Jason's sermon like normal. I didn't think anything of it because I've heard it and probably have used it within the last year. A good possibility. Well, Brendan has never heard the same. Like True. ever. And I don't know if anyone else there that run through it heard it either. No, and they that accused was, me of having malicious intent with the phrase. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. The way I started thinking about how I used it, I don't think I was very honoring. But anyway, needless to say, so I get home and I ask my wife, hey, have you ever heard the phrase as slow as Christmas? And she looked at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah. Like, how dumb are you for saying something like that? Like, was baffled that anyone would speak that way. And she blamed it on, like, us being poor country bumping. <laughs> so I was like, man. So we literally are driving Monday to the airport. And I'm like, we're talking about it still. I'm like, I gotta find out. If this is just like a Harrodsburg thing, or maybe other people have heard it. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's a maybe. generational yeah. thing. I'm like, you know, maybe Brendan, he's a little younger. So I text all of my friends. There's five of them. We all grew up with Jason. Same hometown, same home church. All five of them had heard the phrase. And had one of them said, I used it yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I said, what about your wives? All five of their wives are not from Central Kentucky. And none of them had heard it. Not one. So I went, maybe it's a Harrodsburg thing. <laughs> so we did some outside research. We got an Eastern Kentucky person. They had heard it as well. She was like, oh, yeah, my Nana said it, or Meemaw said it yesterday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she said it all the time. Yep. So it definitely is not a, it is a very Southern saying, which I think makes sense. It does feel like it makes more sense. So when when we were talking through it, in, when you were going through your sermon in the run-through pre-Christmas uh, services, it was like me and two other guys. Like when you said the line, we locked eyes and we're like, I don't, like maybe I know what he means by that. But also I think a lot of people might not. <laughs> and that was like the, we should talk about this at least. And then we, it turned into a whole thing. But did. Yeah. So that was my, what I remember most from the Christmas sermon. <laughs> um, so now I'm like, which my wife finally goes, she goes, yeah, that's how all of you are in Kentucky. You have sayings for everything. That is so true. then I was talking to Guy who's from Tennessee. And he's yep. like, oh yeah, we got all kinds of things. I was like, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, that's, you, you just don't say what you say. You just say the saying and everybody knows what you mean. For sure. It's kind of how it works. Yeah. Unless you're not from there. Then no one knows what you mean. <laughs> Unless you're not from there. So it does And then they might think it, you mean something that you really don't mean. And very, very true. Then it goes sideways. <laughs> it, quickly. Very quickly. So it is very interesting. But I won. I felt seen, heard, and validated. In okay, that great. Um, yeah, <laughs> all the Midwesterners, they didn't know what you were they saying. They were, they were out. They were yeah. out. Where's the line for Ohio? That's definitely a Midwestern state for sure. But it is interesting, right? Because isn't there like right near Lexington? Oh, I guess uh, it's, uh, it's a couple hours. Yeah, it's a couple hours. And most like, people are from Kentucky. They all went up there like World War Two. Time, sure, jobs, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati industry, yep, you know, that kind of, GE. G, I would say GE was the big thing that mm -hmm. moved them north. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. funny we've got a few people in the church from around that area, so 
the line is actually in Kentucky. So Kenton County is mm-hmm. the northernmost county in Kentucky. It's where Covington is. If you again, if you fly into Cincinnati, you actually fly into the Greater Cincinnati Airport, which is in Covington, Kentucky. And the people in Kenton County, most I don't even of think them, it's in Covington, but it's in Kentucky. Covington is more <clears throat> a little bit, but it's the New State. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's in Kenton County, and they they talk different, and it's it's a little more. They don't drink sweet tea. They're more northern. They're so northern. even like northern, even in northern Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay, that makes, so that makes Buddy's sense. wife, who we did for the straw poll from northern Kentucky, had not heard the same. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I mean, it was like, oh, because I was like, maybe we'll see. I yeah. bet. And another buddy, wife, was from Louisville area. Yeah. Southern Indiana. She yeah. had not heard the same. Yeah. So it very much is a huh. like, somebody yesterday in Discovery was like, oh, my family's from Louisville. I was like, I won't hold that against you. <laughs> That's okay. Like, you know. We don't even count that. Yeah. And then somebody else was like, I have family from Mayfield. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, we'll let them slide. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, hey, let's um, let's chat about uh, family meetings. So annual family meeting, usually the first Sunday of the year, we'll uh, look back at some of the, the the cool kind of benchmarks, the things that we saw God do uh, through the ministry of Quad City, and then look ahead to some things we're really excited about. So um, thought it might be a good idea for us just to do that on a personal level. Uh, what were the things that stood out to you guys? Things that you could get excited about last year, some fond memories, uh, and then we'll talk about the future. Well, I feel like I need to start just by saying, hey, thanks for hanging in for a really long sermon yesterday. So for those of you who were here in li- online or in person, uh, that was a long message and uh, longer than way longer than normal. And so appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Yeah, We had a lot we wanted to get covered and uh, appreciate your patience and not just, you know, falling asleep or walking out. Um, for me, as I was thinking about it, I I was sitting in, standing in the back and watching um, the bumper video that Dan had put together for us. And it, you know, just showed some highlights from the year. Uh, I thought he did a great job, but Probably the one that stood out to me was the advanced commitment night. So I, I went back to that moment and just thought how cool of a scene that was just being there in Finley Toyota Center and having hundreds of our people there worshiping together. And it was just a cool sight and a cool night. So um, that, that for me is, yeah. is going to be a big highlight for a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my two, that was <clears throat> one of the ones that stood out. Well, and it's funny because both of mine were things that we did that, um, well, I guess this one more, like I was involved fairly heavily in the prep of that event, but the event itself, I didn't have really a significant role at all. Yeah. I ended up playing guitar in the band and that was super fun. So just being able to kind of sit back and be a part of the thing was really neat for me uh, and see it from a different angle and, and that sort of thing. The other one that I had practically no involvement in was uh, meal pack. So Porter and I came and served on meal pack, but I had very, other than like giving the thumbs up for us to do the event uh, and, and lean into it, um, I had like no involvement in the prep. Josh and his team took care of almost all of that. Um, and I got to serve with Porter and we had a blast together. So those were kind of the two highlights uh, for me that I could think of. Josh, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say meal pack was really fun just getting people um, reengaged in that conversation um, around. Um, just serving and having a good time, inviting their friends, like I said, kids and families, and just the energy in the room was really fun. It was great, too, to go down there 
um, and dropped that off and continued the relationship building with Arm and those um, missionaries that we've been supporting, I think, as a church for a really long time. And then, you know, just as COVID happened, just different stuff and people change. I think some of the relationship just wasn't as strong as it was. So it's been cool to rebuild that. And we sent a little team down after that to do a little bit of work. So it's been interesting to see. So excited to see where that kind of grows. Um, you know, obviously, a big thing that was we talked about yesterday and really ended up having a lot of involvement with just personally on my end was the discipleship group um, stuff. And so Jason had come to um, myself, I don't know, what was it, October, November? I'm like, hey, January 1, we're, we're going to roll these groups out. And so the back end of 22 was a lot of work to get that done and just, again, there's not a lot of people who are doing these things. Um, there are a lot of churches you can go and go, hey, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. A lot of people do life groups or small yeah. groups or whatever. So it was really just kind of, hey, I'd been doing this in my own life, and the elders obviously had been doing it, so a lot of listening and conversation. And then again, 42 leaders took the plunge and jumped in with 180 other people. So it's just really cool to see how that's grown and to hear stories like we heard yesterday um, are just some of the stories. And then to go, oh, we've learned a ton. And we I have people now who are like, hey, we want to help make it better mm-hmm. because it has been so life-changing for us, right? Like the beauty is, is like, we just didn't have time to wait. Like we just knew we needed to do it. And then as we're going, we're going to start perfecting. So I'm looking forward to this year. If you started the beginning of the year, you'll be midway through the year at your 18-month mark. So will we start having groups multiply? Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I'm really looking forward to. Like even my own group, they don't know this yet, but like there's a good chance, there is a 100% chance by the end of the year we will be two groups yeah. because it's just what we're supposed to do. We got to get this DNA out to more people. Mm-hmm. And so um, that that's when you'll really be able to see, I think, even more fruit because we'll have more people involved. So. Yeah, that's really good. And that kind of uh, kickstarts the next question, which is, hey, as we look forward to this next year, what are obviously, Jason, you did a great job of laying out the few things that we're really uh, continuing to put a ton of our time and energy into, right? Becoming better disciples, making more disciples, and even some of the Excel stuff that you had hit on uh, midway through the message yesterday. But uh, the discipleship piece was really the, the big, um, you know, the land the plane moment. Of, hey, yeah, we've seen crazy success with 180 some odd people in these groups. Um, but we know that's a fraction of our church. Right. And yep. we know that the impact that those 180 people have seen um, can benefit everyone who's not in them in, in very similar ways. So um, let's talk maybe a little bit about, hey, as we drive into this next season. Um, I don't know, Josh, if you want to get specific, but I, I feel like we've learned a ton about these discipleship yeah, we groups, have. about mm-hmm. the onboarding yep, stuff. We have. Um, so what's next for, yeah, for all of so, that? Yeah, really cool. So I had a couple of leaders just sit down with me. Well, let's back up. So yep. a big piece of just the onboarding for leaders for a discipleship group was some of our one-on-one discipleship stuff that we do called CTO, right? There was just some common language that was needed. And so... Um, CTO is great for one-on-one stuff. It's not awesome for group stuff, but we needed it because not everybody had gone through CTO. So like us three in the room, when I say you need to forgive someone, you know what I'm, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And so, um, we just said, Hey, you got to do book one. And I, 
to people's credit, they just jumped in and did it, even if they had never gone through a CTO as a one-on-one thing. And so um, I had some leaders approach me to go, hey, could we take this and write it so that it fits what we're trying to accomplish and still pursue the goal? So I sat down with like the people at CTO and said, hey, this is what we want to do. And they were like, yeah, go for it. So it was really cool. So we now are going to have a giant binder for leaders where before it was like a 15 page doc Mm -hmm. that it was like, Hey, this is, it's just like a hundred pages now. Like, so there would be no excuse to not, you will have everything you need to be a leader from, Hey, here are some practice scenarios of what may happen. Um, all those kinds of things. And so in February, we're going to do a four week boot camp, so to speak. We're going to sit down and do this training so that leaders then feel very prepared to have these conversations within discipleship groups. So I think it's going to be a really awesome, again, even helping us define what is discipleship because all churches use that word. And so we want to be really clear about what we're saying. Hey, again, how does this fit into the overall mission? Just like Mm -hmm. Jason shared, this is in our pathway. So this is where, yeah. like, and people need to be reminded of that. This is where it fits. And then there's just some other tools that we've picked up along the way. The thing with the red, yellow, green, and all the different areas. That's going to be added into the discipleship group. Um, there's some of those stuff. So there's a lot of things that have just been learned and that we're going to try to better empower leaders. So yeah. really, anybody yesterday who signed up, or wanting to sign up, you're going to get an invitation to at least the first one. The first one is going to be February 4th at 9.30 at our Prescott campus. And this is going to be the whole overview of like, hey, this is what a discipleship group is. This is what discipleship is. This is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to uh, be about. So if you're just wondering, maybe you heard Jason and you're like, okay, I heard the story of life change, but I want to know a little bit more. Like, that's what it's, even if you're not a leader, even if you don't intend to be a leader, you just want to say, hey, I want to be in this thing, but I want to know more about what I'm agreeing to, because it's a huge ask. Like, it is a, it's a giant ask to commit your life for 18 months to three years. Um, So, um, I just want, I think it'll help. I think it'll help people be uh, more, as always, the bell curve, right? There's the early adopters, and then there's like the middle and then late adopters. I think we're kind of in that middle stage now. Right. So I think we're going to pick up more people on the bell curve. Right. There are other people who just trust the leadership of the church and go, yeah, this is what I want and just jump in. And they didn't even know. And so, again, kudos to you because it it has just been some trial by error, I think. And again, not having a blueprint for where this thing is going. But again, I think when we honor Jesus and just get into a group and actually have people in our lives calling us out. Only good can come from that. Like, it may be difficult, but I don't think, see how that's ever going to be a bad thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really good. And obviously, that was the the big driving focus of the end of the message yesterday is really trying to encourage people to, like, and really, right, this is the time of year where people reevaluate their, yeah. their rhythms and, you know, have hopes and dreams and goals and resolutions and all sorts of stuff. And if there were anything, ever a time to put time and energy into your relationship with Jesus and you're deepening your discipleship to Jesus. Um, this is a great way to do it. And this is a great time to yeah. jump in with a bunch of other people that are jumping in at the same time, right? Yeah. Having a, a team of people you can lean on there too. Um, Jason, what, uh, looking forward to the next year. What are you excited about? So I'm excited. This won't come as a big surprise, but our teaching calendar, um, you know, we did Romans and then, 
spent a year working through that. And then we ended up just by happenstance getting into more, some more topical, um, you know, with our variety pack, you know, we did the spiritual disciplines and then we had the Excel uh, initiative. Then we had the Holy Spirit and then we had, you know, Christmas. And so we ended up in the end of 2023 doing more topical teaching than we typically do. And so, excuse me, I'm looking forward to getting back and kicking off the book of James. So that's the plan. Um, as we start this coming Sunday, all the way through Easter, we're going to be working through James. And so having that chance just to flip open the Bible and teach through verse by verse, it's so good. Uh, there's so much in James. Um, so we know we, we're doing that this year. We've got Job on the docket for this year. Um, We also have um, a a big rollout for fall, a long exegetical that we're going to share, I think, this fall. And so um, just really excited about just getting back into, hey, teaching the Bible. This is what we do. This is who we are. And uh, seeing our people engaged. Not that we didn't teach the Bible before. No, correct. <laughs> All of the, I always need to make mention yeah. of that. Like, yes. And even our Christmas series was exegetical. We 100%. took we took Luke <laughs> one chapter two. one, two. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, one and two and essentially taught them. We didn't cherry pick them like most Christmas series yeah, 100%. sermons do. Uh we actually taught all of the text there. Yeah. Um, so yes, they yeah. are all biblical, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not like just taking one half of a verse and then teaching no, a whole sermon on it. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it'll be great just to be able to to jump into one text and uh, hang out for a little while. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You did um, say Joe about loud. Just want to point that out. Oh, so you're, I locked, did. you're locked in. Yeah, you're locked in now, buddy. No changing that one. Anymore. I told group leaders we were doing that like <laughs> last year. So I can't <laughs> let them down again, man. Oh, that's funny. For those of you who don't know, we, uh, I threw, I threw an audible at our team. We had planned on doing Job uh, this year and just felt compelled that it wasn't the right time. And actually the Holy Spirit series that we did was in place of Job. And so I think the timing of that ended up being a good thing. Yeah, yeah, the Holy too, Spirit sure. sermon series seemed to resonate with our people in uh, in really, really helpful ways. So yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, I think, I mean, outside of obviously the two things you guys had pointed out to be excited about for this next year, uh, only other thing on my mind is... Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing how, right, that half million dollar mission money is spent this year. Mm -hmm. I think there's just such a cool, you know, listen to Jay's story and the impact we've already been able to have with some of that Excel money. Um, I'm excited to see more of that happen and hear some of those stories come out from our missions partners and even future opportunities and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to see where that lands. And I have to say personally, like just the Excel initiative for my family. You know, we made a pretty large commitment as a family. Um, that definitely is sacrificial, and we've already been tested in that. And just trying to see how God is going to remain faithful because He is, right? And so I know that's going to be the story of our family over the next year. But also, there's going to be there's 428 other families or however many families jumped in, who are. This is when rubber starts meeting the road. Yep. Time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and. Are they going to remember 
the commitment that they made in October when all of the flash and stuff is gone, right? Like, it's not, that's why we didn't want to do emotional. So that was never the the goal. That's why it was a long series and an entire teaching moment about it so that you were convinced that this is what the Holy Spirit was prompting you and your family to do. Right, because mm-hmm. February is coming, and then June, like all that. So, just personally, like I'm really looking forward to just the way which God is going to continue to grow my, my wife and I and our family as yeah. we try to remain faithful to the goal and to that. Okay, yeah, you you confirmed it in many ways, but doubt always creeps in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are you sure, God? Yeah, you didn't know that this was coming. And God's like, how I did know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, this person, I'm really excited for that for 24. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, What else? Anything else from yesterday's message or looking forward to uh, starting James this upcoming Sunday? Well, I would just say, hey, hopefully we've got a few new listeners. Maybe you didn't know about the podcast. So, hopefully you uh, uh, got a couple more people coming to join us and always encourage – your questions. So as we're working through James, again, there's going to be so much and so much application. Uh, We would love for you guys to engage with us. So uh, as we work through the text, as you hear the sermon, uh, make sure you send in some questions and let's make this podcast as interactive as we can and engage with us. We'll have some fun together over the next years. We're working through these texts. So Um, invite your life group along for the ride your discipleship groups along for the ride and uh, let's have some fun as we work through James together yeah absolutely well uh, thanks guys we'll uh, talk to you real soon